I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Lost Words podcast this week. It's Friday evening as we're uh, sitting on the cut line for the Arnold Palmer Invitational and I'm joined by Jack Humphrey from Fan Team Golf. Jack, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Tom. I'm really excited to be here. And yes, I'm, I've got the Friday cut sweat that we get with DFS Golf each week. Yes, it's. Uh, I, I'm praying to everything that it does get to plus three. I know there's been some debate on Twitter as to where it's going to fall today. Uh, it has now just gone projected to plus three. Um, yep. That that saves me a lot, just looking at my uh, fan team lineup. Um, that will help me, especially with apparently Homer going into reverse. Uh, Moonors doesn't exactly look safe, and uh, yeah, you know I've got a couple. Rose can get himself back in. I've already got Co Crack at plus three, so um, those are the sort of things that we can come on later. But let's talk about fan team golf. Um, obviously, a new introduction to myself. I think I think this is something I've, I've been looking at. I mean, I saw you guys come up. It's about the Sony Open. I think you guys started. Um, yeah. And, and I saw I saw the, the 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 format come alive, and I saw the product and. Obviously, fan team itself has has been around for, for slightly longer than that, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, fan team has been around for a few years now. Um, yeah. It's very popular within the uh, EPL community, the English Premier League, but they obviously branched out into other sports. They probably branched out into golf because I was pestering them for about a year. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm glad that we finally got it this year at the Sony Open, all the way back in January and. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a very successful launch and it's, it's just great fun. I was going to say, what, what, what has the reception been like? Because obviously when we talk about so a daily daily fantasy sports, so for for maybe people that are listening now that don't listen to the DraftKings show that I do earlier in the week or, or haven't really been exposed to that, what what is the difference between a fantasy sport? I mean, there's obviously two formats on fantasy and golf at the moment, which we'll get into a little bit later on. But in general, what, what's the aspect of a daily fantasy sport game? Uh, just general, let's say, so we launched back in January and um, we're sort of, what's the word? so we're sort of filling every every contest now with our golf. Um, I'm quite happy with that. I'm, I'm sure the, the company themselves are happy. Uh, at Fanting, we offer four-day main event contests, obviously, which start on a Friday. Uh, Thursday, sorry, for golf. We offer the daily showdown contest, but they bit unique we don't have the day one ones that you get on DraftKings. so our daily showdown contest start on the day two okay we've got the sportsbook market so you get your outrights your top fives top tens etc things like that uh your player props your birdies and your eagles and then we also do a thing called player matchups which is based on fantasy points so you could have john ron versus patrick cantley one week for example and you just choose one or the other who you think is going to get more fantasy points and you can build that like an accumulator don't come to me for advice on that because i'm terrible at it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting as well isn't it because obviously you know we, we we've got 72 hole matchups we've got 18 hole matchups um that you, that you can do in, in most sports but right but not everyone lets you put those in an accumulator not everyone lets you double them up etc um yep. so, so you're saying there that not only can you do that you can build an accumulator on that but it's also based on fantasy scoring so the main difference with that jack is you know that 
just because someone's on the same score, let's say that at the moment I can currently see, um, you know, Jason Kokrak at three, three over and Fratelli and Lucas Glover at two over. But actually, Dylan Fratelli has got 38.75 points to Lucas Glover's 31.25. And it's, it's purely based yep. on how they've got to that two over score. So maybe Fratelli, who's quite volatile, has got an eagle in there or you know more birdies and lucas glover's got whereas glover's been sort of plodding around a bit more steady so it's, it's a different way of approaching that as opposed to just a final score yeah no it definitely and like i say what we're trying to do at fan team is we're trying to have everything in one place for the user it's just we just want to be as user friendly as possible we want you to be able to do your outright betting in in the same place where you build up where you build your dfs lineups your showdown lineups and and I say that like that player matchups thing is very unique with the fantasy points that it's based on, um, and I mean you can go up to like a tenfold accumulator on it. It's just absolutely <laughs> nuts. Like well, well, the wild, some of the combinations you can do on it. And I, as I say, don't come to me for advice on it. <laughs> no, I mean my advice would probably be to not get suckered into as many uh, combinations as I would. I'd probably try all ten of those, thinking I was the smartest <laughs> guy in the room, um, and actually fall at the final hurdle. But um, you know, I like what you say there about trying to have everything at your fingertips, right? I think that, you know, uh, hardened betters have their favourite sportsbooks. Some are limited to what sportsbooks they can use, obviously, but, but generally speaking, they have their favourites and then they have to do that on there and they have to do their fancy stuff on DraftKings or FanDuel or, or Yahoo, whatever, whatever it is that they normally use, right? Whereas with Fan Team Golf, you can do it all in, in one thing and it's, I guess it's a slightly different game to DraftKings. It's you know it's it's the easiest comparison to make because I think that anyone that doesn't fully invest in in daily fantasy sports has the most commonly used one. That's the one that people kind of recognise. But there is there is certain differences between the two. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, the the, the key one within our fantasy contest for golf is the underdog pick. And yeah. That will that will always be. It's my favourite thing with the golf contest I, I absolutely love it it's so unique it's it's just brilliant so your underdog will get a 1.25 multiplier on the points that they score um for fantasy and the underdog will always be the cheapest option within your lineup like so you can't choose it like you, all you can do is choose the golfers and whoever's the cheapest out of that will be your underdog pick worked out great for me two weeks ago at the genesis when i had cameron young uh, so if you if you hit it it you know you're just laughing yeah i think like you know there's a bit of game theory in there because you want a cheap guy in there so that you can kind of get some of the top guys in your lineup but you also it might make you lean towards a balanced approach so that you've got a really solid player in your in your underdog spot so just looking ahead in the, the season long at the moment in my first week uh the cheapest guy in my starting lineup which is which is different um to, to the daily events is um six players and i've got four on the bench and, and my lowest price guy in there is alexander noron and i don't think of alex noron as, as an underdog right but when you compare no. it to um justin Thomas, colin morikawa and everyone else that i've shane larry that i've got in my lineup he's the cheapest guy whereas this this week in the Arnold Palmer Invitational, Sam Ryder is my 2% own golfer and he's currently my underdog. And luckily for me, he's he's one over par. He's got himself through the cut line um, yep. and, and he's sitting there on, on 44 points, which is actually more than Paul Casey who's sitting there at three under because of that multiplier. And, and the best thing about it is he's only 2% owned. So, you know, getting someone unique and getting someone through that cut is, is highly important. 
Yeah, no, definitely. You, you're right about the the balanced approach as well. You you can build like quite balanced lineups. So for instance, this week I've got Chris Kirk as one of my underdogs in yeah uh, one of my lineups. I mean that's not a bad underdog to have. I think he's currently sitting at three under, isn't he? Like this week, so yeah. he's 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 going to make the cut. He's in a good position. He's in the top inside the top ten. So there's different ways to approach it like I say the, the one where I had Cameron Young a couple of weeks ago that was sort of a high-end build I had like two two of the top guys from page one two of the more expensive guys and then I went all the way down to Cameron Young so there is a number of way number of ways that you can approach it but I just it's such a unique thing and I, I absolutely I, it just it's my favorite thing about Fantine Golf well I think the other thing as well is it, it gives you another layer right of like so you know, when I was first putting my team together, I hadn't really—I've got to be honest with you, Jack. I hadn't really dived into it too much. And I hadn't really thought about the rules too much. I just kind of picked my ten guys and went right. What's the? How can I actually get these guys in? And then I actually thought, well, that underdog means something. What does it mean? And you go in, you find it's a 1.25 multiplier, which is exactly the same as what your captain gets. So the captain you can choose. You can pick any one of the other guys that's not the underdog as your captain. Um, Normally, I, I imagine you'd pick your, you know, your highest price guy because you must believe in him to put him in your team. But um, you know, you can make the choices otherwise. But you know, just just looking at the two season long. So let's let's talk about the season long for a minute. The season long yep. is starting at the Players Championship next week, and it's running right the way through to August. I believe is it August tenth? Uh, yes, it runs through to August tenth at the conclusion of the Wyndham Championship. So you yep. get all four of golf's majors in there and i suppose well you get all you get the unofficial fifth major as well don't you to start so <laughs> Indeed. It's, um, yes it's, it's it's a great starting point it's a great ending point as i say the strategy for this is just going to be so unique i've sort of trying to i'm trying to myself plan sort of four weeks in advance for it but um <laughs> it's it's a very unique strategy that i mean i've never seen a contest like this so <laughs> there is, I, I don't know myself how to approach it I think I think everyone's going to be living and learning a little bit. I kind of went down the line of, right, I know I need to have guys that are going to be solid all season long, right? But I also want the guys that I believe can succeed next week. Like, you know, there's no point in having a lineup that, that's going to serve me well throughout the year um, that, that's not going to get me off to a roaring start. And I think the ego part of me wants me to be at the top of the leaderboard by the end of next week, which um, is tough because one of the things you've got to consider is these best players in the world once this little run between now and the Masters is over are going to have a little bit of time off and they're going to miss events and that's when your bench is really going to come into play so just to give some people a little bit of insight um, one of my teams out there at the moment in the season long I don't mind giving it away at the moment um, it could change so don't you know don't quote me on it but at the moment I've got Victor Hovland and Roy McIlroy as kind of my two stud players I would say I've then gone very balanced with Matthew Fitzpatrick, Billy Horschel, Joaquin Neiman, Keith Mitchell. Obviously, guys that are very, very, you know, in decent form. Horschel's hitting the ball incredibly well. Keith Mitchell's been as solid as he ever has in his career. And he's my underdog. You know, we spoke about the underdog earlier. And, you know, you don't view Keith Mitchell in the form that he's in as an underdog. But when he gets to the Players' Championship, he is. Um, and, and when you consider considering all those other players that I mentioned, he is as well. But... On my bench, I've then got you know the up, the upside of Cameron Young, who you spoke about earlier. Um, Chris Kirk again, another person you spoke about as, as one of your underdogs. Maverick McNeely and JT Poston, like those are guys that I think you know I can, I can see a JT Poston going and winning an opposite field event. I could see a Maverick McNeely going and winning, uh, you know, a Heritage or something like that. But 
it's, it's really tough because like you say you, your plannings are kind of look four weeks in advance i'm i am at the moment short-sighted because I, i've just kind of thought about it and 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 still got things to work on but it it's so hard because a little bit similar to the fancy premier league that you talked about earlier you have got wild card weeks where you can um basically switch out your whole lineup i believe in, in one week and you won't get punished for losing any points yeah that's correct so wild card literally does allow you to do that it allows you to make unlimited free transfers throughout that game week um without taking a hit but you only get one of them through the whole contest so it's a 21 week game sorry 21 game week contest you you've got to know when to use that really you've got to use that wisely so it's um <laughs> yeah it's you get transfers so you get one free transfer per week as well which yeah. will roll over if you, if you don't use it it rolls over to the, the following week so you can you can build them up and accumulate them and essentially build yourself another wild card which is it's, it's kind of what i'm trying to do with my strategy with yeah. the looking four weeks in advance I, I, i'm gonna try and sort of build a core lineup that does I don't need to make them change them transfers before the Masters, and then when it gets to the Masters, maybe I could just use my wild card and or use my transfers up. Sorry, and then you know maybe when we get to the next major, the PGA Championship, I could use my wild card. So there is data out there to try and see what golfers are playing, what events. Yeah, it's it's very hard to find. <laughs> it's very yeah, hard yeah. to data to find. I, I've found it quite useful going back and looking at past um, fields in the champ in the, in the competitions that are coming up on the PGA Tour. So you, before the Masters, you've got the players, the Valspar, the Punta Cana, and the Valero Texas Open. I mean, we all know Jordan Spieth's going to win the Valero Texas <laughs> Open, so if you might want to play... <laughs> See if that were Charlie <laughs> Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, I, I've been looking back at those fields, seeing how strong, weak they are, etc. And that's kind of how I'm approaching it. Um, you get a hundred million pounds budget to build this roster with and you've got to get 10 players like you mentioned earlier tom within yeah. that and you 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 will have six starters per week and four four guys on your bench yeah so that, that I'm, I'm gonna use my so i mentioned the team earlier i'm gonna use this team that i've i've got now um to to one kind of give you an insight of what i built so this is actually the opposite team to the one i spoke about earlier so this is this is where i was thinking then this this is going to give you a highlight of of what you've got to think going ahead. So I'm starting my players week, or this is the plan at the moment, unless I kind of galaxy brain myself throughout the week, is Justin Thomas is going to be my captain. Justin Thomas, I absolutely love him for the players' championship. Obviously, defending champion, hitting the ball incredibly well, just needs to find that putting stroke. Colin Morikawa, incredibly underrated. Um, still, I think you shot 66 final round yep. last time at the players, despite having a you know a mediocre uh, week. But people have got to remember it's kind of his you know debut start. Scotty Scheffler, Will's Alatoris in there. They they answer themselves. Shane Lowry played well at the Players Championship, just lost out the Honda. Probably should have won. And then Alex Noren I mentioned as my underdog. Now, the thinking behind those six as well. To me, as we've been sitting here talking, I'm actually quite comfortable with that because I don't I don't see myself having to take any of those six out. And and what I mean by that is that I could roll into the Masters with with most of those, right? That there's going to be yep. there's going to be someone that I really do fancy at the Masters, and I can use my one free transfer to take out. You know, maybe I don't like Justin Summers for the Masters, and that's not indicative of what I'm actually thinking, but. I could take him out. He's my, one of my highest priced guys. He's my captain. It could be a really significant change. I could get myself um, 
Roy McIlroy in there, right, and, and, and swap that over. Now, that's your one transfer done for the week. And in my head, I'm thinking, right, that's not wholesale changes. But then you, you mentioned, like, Punzakana. And all of a sudden, yes. I've got no one, no one in my team. I mean, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Scotty Sheffield, Wills, Alatoris, not going down to, to Punta Cana. I can't imagine that Shane Lowry is either. Now, Alex Noram might. I don't know if he's planning to or not. But then my bench is filled with Cameron Young, Sahith Vigala, Adam Svensson, all guys that, um, you know, are playing well, but maybe not chasing those sort of top championships. And Nikolai Hoygaard that could possibly get, um, you know, a invite to that as well. So all of a sudden... Whilst my first six, I wouldn't be very confident with rolling into the Punta Cana, I've got yeah. a decent bench that, if like you say, if I, if I can manage to keep those guys in there for a couple of weeks, let's say at the players, um, you know, at the Valspar, at Valero, um, and, and I can keep rolling with them, I've got enough players to play in those. All of a sudden, like you said, I've saved up those transfers and I can make the significant changes at the Crowleys without having to use a wildcard week that I might want to use at a major. We're on similar lines with Justin Thomas, like so. He's probably in my he, he's in my favourite build at the minute. I have him as my captain in that build. But I, so again, I've looked ahead four weeks. I, I've got Jordan Spieth in this build, which I'm not confident about at all. I, if you listen to the sh- the fancy golf show that I do, I normally have a little bit of a moan about Jordan Spieth, like why I won't play him each week, just because I, I just don't think he's fixed his swing at all. But we all know that he'll go and win the Valero Texas Open. And he, he, to be fair, he does play pretty well at the Masters. Just to say, it's not a, not a bad so. guy to have in the major, regardless of form, is he? No. Um, I've got Paul Casey in mine as well. I've got Shane Lowry. Siwoo Kim is my underdog for the first week in the players. Yeah. We all know Siwoo Kim loves playing the Players' Championship. I have got Corey Connors in here at the minute. I'm a little bit worried about Corey Connors. So that may be somewhere that sort of, Move off, off, but I mean, again, he, he normally plays quite well at the Valero Texas Open as well, so that's another one if he goes. Um, I've got Charlie Hoffman because I do believe he'll play the well, I'm pretty sure he's going to play the Punta Cana and he'll play the Valero Texas Open, so he uh, he, got, he basically uh, owns the Valero Texas Open, doesn't he? I think yeah. he's the leading money winner there, <laughs> so so I can use him back to back there, which is quite nice, you know. Uh, I've got Denny McCarthy in this on my bench here, Joel Damon and Hudson Swafford. I'm probably going to move off of Hudson Swafford. He seems to yes, I have lost his. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he seems to have lost his putter again. Um, but you know, it's, it's that Punta Cana Championship right in the middle of this run here before the Masters that's going to be the key for everyone. And I, I just think it's going to be worth saving your transfers for the first couple of weeks if you can. But the thing is as well, right, so you've just spoken about Charlie Hoffman and, and I suppose we're giving away a little bit of, of, of line of thinking here. So, you know, guys that are listening in, maybe you've, uh, you you know, you might not copy in and subscribe to our thoughts at all. But mm-hmm. I, I would say it's a decent secret because he, if he's going to play that Corrales, that, that's the first hurdle, right? We yeah. know he loves the Valero Texas Open, which I imagine was strongly in your thoughts when you picked it. Let's say yeah. he wins any one of those two events. I'm pretty sure that still gets him into the Masters. I think he can still get in there winning either one of those two events. Um, we know his history as, as a first-round leader at the Masters. All of a sudden, you get him in there as your underdog, and he's you know six, seven under after 36 holes, and you're probably quite excited about the build you put together. So whilst you don't expect Charlie Hoffman to be your star man ever, um, all of a sudden, that that person, especially in the underdog spot that was you know 1.25 times you multiply, that that's where someone like that 
is so important and it doesn't always pay to just have these as as the best guys you can get in and, and force in and then just have that kind of leftover money because I think especially in DraftKings like this happened to me with Hudson Swafford this week like I was desperate to try and get a last man in that I thought could just make the cut was striking the ball well and you know even if the cut was plus three plus two or whatever if he did nothing else and just made it that was all I was worried about but this one you, you really want that person to actually play well they're obviously going to get that yeah. little bit of a boost but the idea is that you pick a guy in there that can actually you know have a bit of winning upside or at least a top 20 yeah no definitely and the important like I say with this contest as well I, I will be certainly doing this so you can your match entries 50 entries into this contest if you wanted yeah. to I, I, I'm a multi-entry guy I, I put multiple lineups within when I play any DFS sport not just golf but I um it's something that I'll be doing so that's just a little nugget for your listeners yeah. and um the entry fee is 20 euros that's 16 pound 80 and the prize pool is fixed at 25,000 euros yeah. so the winner gets 5,000 euros yeah which is thing. roughly I think it's 4,200 pounds I believe that is um for the winner there so yeah it's, it's a really worthy competition it's an exciting you know we, we talk about and, and this is this is probably the difference as to why i've subscribed to this sort of game as opposed to any other sort of fantasy sport because these do pop up every now and then and you, and you never quite know how they're going to take off right and, and DraftKings was so popular in america because they couldn't bet on sports and, and we don't face that situation here so there's got to be a, a real reason and i think it's it's the the element of you've got those kind of matchups on the sports book, those player props that you don't necessarily get um, everywhere, which is which is a really good thing. You get your, your general betting that you can do on here if, if, if you want to start a new account. And also just the fact that you've got season-long versus weekly tournaments, it gives you a vested interest. Now, I, I've always been one of those people that is actually probably a bit too lazy for season-long things. I'm very bad at like if I've done three or four weeks and I've done poorly I, I kind of just toss it to the side but you're not yeah. going to want to do that if you're if you're if you're putting 50 entries in at, at you know at 10 pounds it's it's something you're really going to be more focused on so let's have a look at you know we've mentioned a couple of players already let's have a look at let's just give people a general idea of, of prices and things like that so John Rahm is your top guy at 14 million uh Patrick Cantlay 13.6 million and these prices jacket uh correct me if I'm wrong but they're all fixed now they're, they're not dynamic they're not going to change week to week no, that's correct. So they're fixed. They won't change. It's not like our Premier League season-long game, the prices do change. Yeah. from I think it's every couple of weeks with them. So this is fixed. It will stay the same no matter how well a golfer's doing or how bad they're doing. They, they stay exactly the same through this whole contest. And, and and we see that, and I don't want to keep referencing the, 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 you know, the, the opposite kind of program of this, but... You know, in DraftKings, you see that if there's some early pricing with uh, a major, for example, if, if Masters pricing came out tomorrow, you get some guys that are really cheap and suddenly they find a bit of form. And that's the same thing that's going to happen here, right? There's going to be some guys, you know, right down in the, let's, let's go to the 8K range, for example, um, of, of players that maybe aren't in the best form at the moment, but all of a sudden can switch things up. I mean, Ricky Fowler is a guy that everybody wants to see do well. He's going to be popular. He's, he's instantly recognisable, so I think he's probably going to be higher owned for that benefit. But he's actually hitting the ball in, you know, decently well, and it's his yep. putter that's holding him back. And when I think about the tournaments that are coming up, you know, you've got the players, which he's won. You've got the Valero Texas Open, which he can compete at. 
he goes around Augusta with a bit of form and a bit of confidence, he can compete there. This is a guy that you can get in at 8.3 million at any point. No matter what he does, if he becomes the Ricky Fowler of old, then he's 8.3 for the rest of the season. So you can transfer him in, do what you like. The problem with that, yep. Jack, is the is the ownership will start to creep up and you might actually just want to dump him and get another guy in to be unique. No, for sure. I mean, you might just want to get on get on him early. I mean, he's, he's fighting for his tour card at the minute, I, yep. I believe. As Tommy Fleetwood's another example of that's fighting for his PGA tour card. Um, they're guys that... They, they might just play a, a lot of events yeah. like, just because they want to keep the tour card. So... Um, I don't think Ricky Fowler's eligible for the Masters this year. Actually, um, he's not. So I don't no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's going to get in there with a with a with a win with a beforehand. Win. Yeah. Um, that, that's 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 where I think the same with like a Charlie Hoffman. Like that line of thinking of, okay, these guys aren't in the Masters yet, but who's a low price guy that isn't in there yet that we could possibly sneak in, yeah. or who is someone that got in so long ago and they've been playing so badly since that actually you've got a low price guy that can actually get to Augusta and you know we've seen in the past that they've done well you know there, there's probably a guy like that I mean I haven't necessarily dived into that narrative yet but there's always people that you know Bo Hostler's playing a, a lot better than he used to be um you know he's found some form again 7.7 .7 million yeah. because of the, the way it was priced and there's guys that are priced in here that that be you know in this because of majors and wgcs we've got laurie Cantor, thomas dietrich that you know sean norris that you know technically they're they're kind of dp world tour players but they're in this player pool because they have the opportunity to play but you also want your guys like you said earlier guys that are going to play every week i mean like callum taron's been striking the ball incredibly well 7.3 million you've got yeah. to you've got to find the guys and probably stop like stock one on your bench that's actually just going to play well or play in every event they possibly can and, and qualify for so that you know as soon as they get the call up they're going to go in and if they're playing well even better you, you need to find uh this year's willie uh Zalatoris from you last do. year so just the guy i mean Zalatoris, he, he just played an unbelievable amount of events last year and i just remember using him week in week out because he just kept making cuts and then he had his second at the masters which is just it's unreal because no one goes to the Masters as a rookie. Like never played that golf course before and comes second. No, no one does that there. That's such a hard thing to do. What he went and done, and um, so you you kind of need to find that person. There's, there's guys down there. I like, I like Chris Kirk at eight point three million. He's a guy in a bit of form at the minute. Um, narrowly sort of fell away at the Honda last week. I think he finished seventh overall, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Cameron Champs down there at eight point three million. I know he's not playing particularly well at the minute, but he's an, he's a bomber, and we know that. And he can turn it on from week to week, any any time. Like he won the three M Open last year. Cameron Young down there at eight point two million. He's another golfer in form at the minute. So there's plenty of value if you look down there. You just you've got if you can find that guy down there, I, I think that will steer you in good stead for the the whole tournament. Yeah, and it, it really is like you say. There's so much theory, but and this is what I like about it, right? And 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 it's. I think it's such a test because I, I'm quite comfortable in betting, right? My 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 stick is betting. I do it every week. I, I have, um, you know, notes from years gone past on golf courses unless they change. I, I know the trends that fit that. I know the course history. I know that the players that are in form. It's all in front of me. I can kind of put that all together, look at the tee to green, strokes can approach, etc. And week by week, I'm not saying it's an easy proposition because nothing's easy. It's all gambling, right? But yep. it, it's a system that I know well. Now, this is something that I 
like when I, I I consider myself a massive football fan, and I was never good at FPL. Like I was just ter- I was just absolutely terrible at it. And actually, one of my friend won the Sun Dream Team before, and I, and I kind of spoke to him before, and I was like, how, you know, how did you? It's a really basic question, but how do you do it? And he, you know, it's just it's just having that understanding of getting guys in at the right time, making those right transfers, and it's such like uh, to run this alongside your weekly stuff and into the tournaments weekly as well. It, it really does open your eyes and make you look so much further ahead. I think. Yeah, no, definitely. As I say, that's my primary tactic for this is to try and get data for the next four weeks every time. Um, and yeah, I also will be looking at them guys that are fighting for their tour cards essentially, and I know we are going to play a ton of golf. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jack, if if someone wants to come and get involved um, in this, obviously we're gonna, we're going to do a giveaway at the end of here. Um, but but where do they go? How do they find it? Is there an app? Is is it you know is it web based? As you know, answer those questions for us. Yeah, so you can find us on uh, the internet, which is fanteam.com, or we've got app, we've got an app. Sorry, so just fan team, just search that in your app store, both Android and Apple. Uh, took us a while to get the Android one, but it's it's up and running now, so we've got that. So, yeah, you can find us there. Um, and, yeah, we're going to be doing a little bit of a giveaway. Um, Tom, do you want to mention what we're doing? And then well, yep. I, can tell, I can tell your users how to redeem it. Absolutely, yeah. So I've got uh, 50 tickets to give away. Um, so, obviously, we've got we've got a code here that Jack's going to go on to to give you directions on how to do it. But it's going to be the first 50 new users um, that, that go through the process that chat's going to explain. So again, it's new users. It's the first 50, first come, first serve. So if you get to Tuesday, Wednesday next week and you know, you're still trying to get one and, and you haven't, I'm sorry, but it, it's, it's 50 first people, first through the door um, because we all want to get this ready for the Players' Championship. Yeah, no, definitely. So he, guys, head on over to fanteam.com. Obviously, sign up, become a new user and then head to the fanteam golf account on twitter that's just at fan team golf and dm them the code name jacobs yep so j-a-c-o-b-s my surname that you'll see um on twitter for you know all capital letters jacobs straight to fan team golf just mentioned that you've listened to lost words podcast you're entering you know you're entering for one free ticket to the season-long competition and um jack we will see those guys in there we'll be competing against them um and and hopefully all competing for a decent amount of money Definitely, man. I look forward to competing against everyone. Um, and guys, just a quick one: it's free to sign up. Like, the, you don't have to deposit anything. So, you know, why not? You can come and try it for free and see what it's all about. Yeah, and I really like that because you know, I was fine with it because I'd already spoken to you guys. I'd already, you know, we'd had a good chat. And uh, and you know, before I ever subscribe to anything, before I ever bring anyone on the podcast, I want to know what I'm getting into, right? But I was very comfortable to deposit. I didn't have any deposit process at all because you just signed up i've had a couple of guys and friends that have signed up where i gave away 25 tickets uh earlier in the week and like you say there's no pressure to put any money into the account um obviously the idea is that you what you enjoy it and carry it on um but get those free tickets in see the format have a play around i spent probably i, I don't really like to admit it but i probably spent about two hours putting that team together the other day um because every time i got close to putting one together i was 0.1 million short or, or <laughs> I was I had 1.3 million left over and, and felt like I cheated myself and you know it, it was really fun and, and, and what I liked about it was it just made me think I think I'm very week to week 
right? That that's that's what yeah. betting does to you. That's what daily fantasy sports weekly tournaments do to you. You're very much week to week. All I ever think about is the players' championship next week. Whereas, yes, the team that we've put together here is heavily, or mine is heavily focused on the players' championship. But you have got to think about those weeks ahead. So, Jack, thank you very much for coming on and talking us through um, fan team golf. I think that the you know we've we've sold the season long game to our listeners. I think it's a, a great idea. But again, it's not just those season long games. It's the sports book, the players props, um, you know the weekly tournaments. If you want your your top five, top ten bets, your, your outright bets each week, you've got that in the same app. Um, I've used the app. I'm an iPhone user, so. Um, very easy to get around. Um, new interface for people, Jack. There's, there's no getting away from that. It's obviously new to yeah. people, and it will, I wouldn't say it would take a long time to learn because it's very straightforward. And one thing we didn't actually touch on was that we kind of spoke about off air was how much we love the visual representation of the team and, and, and how that displays. Yeah, I love the, the user interface of it all. Like if you go on the with your golfers you get your six golfers and they're on the little golf course um I, it was a nice touch two weeks ago at the genesis tigers tournament they they put all the golfers polos as red i quite like that little it's just little things like that and it for me if you love hand building as well i think it'll bring a love for that back to you it, it brought that back for me I, a love of hand building lineups because yeah. of the interface yeah, I completely agree with that. So, you know, you got you got your guys there. It's, it's kind of a mix between a, a football lineup and a, and a golf team. You've got your golf course up there. Uh, it looks like you're in a Sky Sports for football for formation. But, uh, no, really good stuff, Jack. I, I really enjoyed the product. Uh, looking forward to getting involved, you know, more on a weekly basis. Obviously, new to me at the moment and I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I said to you earlier before we come on uh, that I was uh, actually 16th um, out of a few hundred in the, in the Arnold Palmer so far. And I spoke too soon because all of a sudden uh, Max Homer is, you know, bleeding shots and, and I'm falling down. But that that is the the I would say the beauty. But that is the the drama of a you know fancy game. De- definitely, that's that's the drama of golf uh, fantasy yeah. games. They're just it's so unpredictable. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Right, well, Jack, thank you very much for today. Um, you know, let, let's catch up soon. Um, let's keep in touch about. I think it'd be really good to build a community around this game. I think if we can get it. You know, out on Twitter, people sharing their lineups. I think there's a very easy um, link, actually. I think you can just share your team. There's there's three dots in the corner of your lineup, and you can just share it um, yep. where you want to. I think you know, straight to Twitter, you can copy a link to it and paste it where you want to. So that's all good. Um, obviously, anyone that's got any questions about team lineups, who we think is playing well, I'm sure you know Jack's available, I'm available. You know, Jack, I think you create content weekly on the game itself as well on your channel. Yeah, no, definitely. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Humphrey KM. I do a weekly show with Nick and Mark for Fan Team Golf. We build, we normally build about three lineups on it, talk through the whole player pool week to week. Um, and obviously, we'll start bringing in, in content for the season long once it's up and running. Yep, love that, Jack. Thank you very much for joining me again. And uh, we look forward to getting involved soon.